What is going on, guys? I'm back. I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology, and we are going through the book of the Judges, and we are in the Jipta cycle. Jipta has been raised up by God to uh, defeat the Ammonites for the people of Israel. It's It's been weird so far because they cast him out, and then they want him to come back, man. But we're going to see what Jipta does in order to uh, beat these guys, and then we're going to hear not this episode, but next episode, a big, a big fall, a, a big man, some struggling stuff because the people of Israel, or I'm sorry, the judges of Israel are getting worse and worse and worse. And we're going to see that as we continue to study. But right now, let's stick with Jipta. So if you haven't read Judges 11, 12 through 29, go ahead, stop, pause right now, read it and come back. And if not, man, we're going to go ahead and jump into it. We do the four things here. You know that, right? First, we talk about what actually happened in the story. Second, we go ahead and talk about uh, who God is or a character that's displayed through the story that we're reading or the section that we're reading. And then second, or I'm sorry, third, we talk about a character of man that is displayed through this. And then finally, we talk about how we can apply these truths of the story that we've learned to our lives. So uh, what happened? Well... We find that uh, Jipta elevated to this status, goes ahead and starts the ball rolling, man. They said they was going to give him the job if he takes care of the Ammonites. And so they put him in the position he's supposed to get. And then he goes and he tries to take care of him. He talks to the king of Ammon. He's like, hey, bro, why are you trying to make war with us? What is the reason that you're going after us? And the guy comes back with these words. He says, uh, it's because you took the land from us when you came up out of Egypt. It says you, you stole the land from us and we want it back. So if you just give it back, man, hey, everything's gravy. It's all peace. Well, Jephthah know his history. He know the history of his people, man. As a young Hebrew boy, he was taught in school to the understanding of what God had done for his people. And so he already gave back an answer. He's like, nah, bro, that is not going to cut it, man. That ain't how it went. We didn't take the land from you. He's like, matter of fact, we we were in the desert and we just chilled. We didn't do nothing for you. We came to Kadesh. That's all. And then um, when he sent those messengers, the, the king of, I think, Sahan, the, the king of uh, uh, the Ammonites was like, no, you took the land from us. You stole it from us, man. And we want it back. Give it back now. Well, then... Uh, Jephthah have to come back one more time and he's like, nah, bro, that's not the way it went. And then he goes on to give a long uh, explanation of how God had called his people up out of Egypt and that his his God, Yahweh, had delivered them into the hands and how they tried to go through all these different areas, but were not allowed. And then finally, they resided across the street from a city and they didn't even go into the city because they knew it wasn't their land. And they asked if they could pass through this land so that they can get to their land. But the person there was like, nah, we're not going to pass through the land. You can't pass through the land because they didn't trust them. And so instead, they actually went to war with them. And because they went to war with them, God gave them into their hands. And when he gave them into their hands, they acquired all of the land that they have now. And then after they required, acquired all of this land, after they possessed all this land, then Jephthah asked the question. He's like, so we've had this land for quite some time now. But 
while that time has happened, you haven't tried to get back, quote unquote, your land. So why are you trying to get it back now? He's like, because didn't your God give you your land while our God gave us all of this good and bountiful land? So if that's true, he's like, mate, the righteous God judge over all of this. He says, man, may God, Yahweh, judge over all of this. Woo. It says then they, they uh, went to war, right? <laughs> it says the sons of Ammon refused. And they went to war. So what, what can we uh, what, what can we see about all this? Because there's a lot of interesting stuff that's going on in this. And to keep it short, I'm not going to be able to dive deeper. But if you want to learn a little bit more about all the things going on, man, write something in the comments, something like that. And let me know and we can dive a little deeper. But what can we see about God's character? Well, I'll tell you what. God is sovereign. I'm telling you that he's sovereign. God's in control of everything. There is no aspect of life. There is no area of existence that God does not control and move with his own hand. It's funny because we see that all of these people continue to deny the, the people of Israel a chance to go through their land and make it where they're supposed to be. But finally, one distrust them enough that they actually attack them. And when they attack them, that is how they possess all the land that they have now, because God gave them over. He gave, uh, uh, I think Sion over to them where he could, uh, where, where the people of Israel could take over the land and live there. That's how they came to possession of the land. It's because they were unprovoked, yet they committed violence against the sons of God, the people of Israel. Yeah, he, 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 he's massively in control. There's, there's no way that they would have won by the, the, you know, just being who they are because there's such a small group. But in so doing, God stirred up the anger of this king to go against them. And he also delivered them with the power of his will and might so that Israel could have that land. What a sovereign God. What about man? What can we see about man in this? Is that uh, the, the people of Israel as Christians, I think this is an important thing to realize, is that we understand and recognize that, that God is sovereign. Like we, we know this. See, the scripture talks about Jephthah saying that may ju God judge over them for whose true land this is. And then second, he, he knows the history of his people so much so that he can say it was by God's hand that these things occurred. So we as Christian people, we as those who are a part of the family of God should recognize the sovereignty of God. And I think that's what the scripture is saying right here. How can we apply these things to our life, though? Well, I think the application is in the understanding of man in this. Is that we should rest on the sovereignty of God. Rest on the sovereignty to do justly for his people. Yiptus says, may God judge. And so when we're being persecuted, when we're being beaten, when we're being falsely accused of doing things that we never did in any way, shape or form, we have to be able to rest and trust in the sovereignty and in the goodness of God for his people. 
Now, there's a caveat to that, though. It's because we must be blameless and innocent in our ways to others as we live this life, just as in this story that Gypta told of his family that they acquired the land by legitimate means. That means as we live our lives under the name and the banner of God, that we live our lives that would honor that. So when it is time for us to say or do or act or rely on and trust in, we can because we know that we are in the favor of God. Man, I hope that you have learned something from this and it was good talking with you guys. And so I will see you guys in the next episode as we continue our story of Jephthah. And next week, guys, it's a tragedy. So be ready. Be ready.